All right. The Bobby Bones post-show pre-show. Remember that guy who came on the show, David Rush, who broke all those Guinness World Records? Yeah. Just all kind of odd stuff. He's back in the news again. He ate 107 blueberries in one minute. Oh, that's a lot. 60 seconds. That doesn't sound that much. It's, it's gotta one be hard. every two-thirds of a second-ish. And I guess you have to swallow them all. I'm not sure. The Idaho man who has a habit of breaking records added another title to his resume. 107 in one minute. He's broken over 150 Guinness records to promote STEM education. Said the blueberry record required speed and precision as the rules required him to use only one hand to pick up one blueberry at a time. Oh. One hand. That's part. Uh, yeah, I guess, you, I guess you can't grab a handful. Just dump them in. Here's part of the video of him attempting the record and talking about the secret to eating blueberries fast. Finally, at eating record, I kind of enjoy. The last couple I absolutely hated, completely miserable. This one was kind of fun. The trick, you got to pick up each blueberry and eat them individually. Previous record was 96. 107 blueberries. Eat in one minute, one at a time. Come on. Yum. Go back on our podcast a couple weeks. He was on. Really, like, cool guy. I thought it'd be some guy that was kind of like, oh, look at me, I'm breaking records. No, no. he's doing it with a purpose to show people that... Isn't he a college professor? Wasn't that what it was, too? Mm -hmm. Something like that. Yeah, pretty cool. I'll talk about the new Batman movie. I saw Mike D tweet about this. So, Mike, I hit that clip for a second and watched a little bit of the preview with Robert Pattinson as Batman. Yeah. It was like a two-minute one, and I was... I, I think I was working at the Opry, so I didn't watch all of it. It looks dark. Very dark. Is What's the story of this Batman? They haven't really said what the plot's going to be about, but it's essentially like all the origins of some of the villains and then Batman. So it's like the Penguin, the Riddler, and Catwoman is like in their beginning stages. And they're all in this movie? Yeah. And what do you think about Robert Pattinson as Batman? I think he looks pretty good. Like, I think he's convincing enough. It's dark enough to where I think he can make it work. I saw a picture where he looked like the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Yeah, he looks like kind of like emo Batman. He has like black eyeliner. Mm, October 1st, 2021. That just seems like forever, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Huh. But it'll be here. Uh, when's Wonder Woman 1984 coming out? Uh, 2021 as well, yeah. Wasn't it supposed to already be out? It was supposed to be out in August. That, did, you, did you like Wonder Woman when it came out? I don't know if I saw it. And your podcast right now, Mike, Movie Mike's Movie Podcast, you're still doing states? Yeah, I'm doing the Midwest this week. So if you're in the Midwest, your state and the most popular movie in your state. Yep. Right. Okay, so check out Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. The Golden State Killer was sentenced to life in prison. Do you know who that is? No. What, what did it? Okay. Where did it? Tell me about it. Maybe I do. Joseph James D'Angelo Jr. learned his fate Friday when the judge sentenced him to life without parole for murdering 13 people and raping 50 in a series of horrific crimes in the 70s and the 80s. And, get this, the judge sentenced D'Angelo in the ballroom at Sacramento State University where the 74-year-old former police officer graduated almost a half century ago, earning a degree in criminal justice. D'Angelo wearing a long sleeve white shirt over his orange jumpsuit removed his face mask to speak briefly. He said, I'm truly sorry to everyone I've hurt. And this is one, too, that it was like Patton Oswalt's wife who passed away had like done the research on it and kind of discovered it was him. There was a 40-year hunt for this guy. I don't know how, if, if, is there not the death penalty in this state? I'm not a big death penalty guy at all. I'm not just, but, but, with the caveat of when you rape 50 people, yeah, and you kill all these people, it's like that should be in consideration because we're just paying money to keep you alive at this point. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of people. 
It makes me think of, oh, I'm not going to compare. This is the same thing as, as Outcry. But if you watch a documentary like Outcry or any t- like our justice system, I think still needs a lot of work. Again, death penalty aside, it just needs a lot of work with the, what people are sentenced for what kind of crimes. The kid that Outcry is about follows me on Instagram. Sent me a message the other day. Greg? I don't <laughs> I didn't realize. What, I saw some of the blue check mark, and I was like, "Well, let me see what he does." What did he say? Uh, I was just like, I guess we talked about it. And he was, thanks. He oh. probably listens to case in Austin. Yeah. Okay. And the reason there was no death penalty is because he pleaded guilty, so there would be no death penalty, so they didn't have to go to trial. I trick him. I'd be like, "All right, if you plead guilty, no death penalty. Guilty. Just kidding, mother." And then <laughs> sh- immediately, right? <laughs> I pull out my oh, wow. Bobby Bones for governor. <laughs> <laughs> 2020. I'm not a death penalty guy. Man, I mean, almost never. It's just because there's too many of these wrongful convictions. Oh, yeah, no. It's crazy how, how many. However, maybe I just have um, no until this guy or people that touch kids, and then we have proof. Unless you're someone like Greg that goes to jail for touching kids and you didn't do it. But there wasn't, he, he didn't, he wasn't, was he guilty? He was guilty for a while. I spent four years in prison, huh? Yeah, like three and a half years. Okay, only this guy. I'm only death penalty for this guy and then take it off the, take it off the market. I here. mean, this guy, he admitted to this it. Guy, yeah, he for sure did it. Yeah, 13 people dead. Uh, so I saw that. Let's see, anything else? On my Instagram, you'll see a video I put up. I'm giving a $265 reward to anybody who has information on my lost 2019 ACM award. There's a whole... You can go to Mr. Bobby Bones on Instagram. I'm wondering if one of the years we didn't get, because I'm missing that year too. But you're also missing like another year. Yeah, I know. But that one, we'll see if it pops up somewhere. I moved, and this one's not here, and I don't know if it was lost or stolen or... Hmm. I just uh, Anyway, my Instagram, you can see my reward offer... We're doing some investigating here. And how much again? Two fifty-five. Two sixty-five. Oh, well, why not? And a Jason Aldean signed guitar that I just had laying at the house that was random. And I was like, "Why do I have this?" And I'll give you that too. Check out the video, Mr. Bobby Bones, on Instagram. There you go. Feel good? Yeah. I'm wondering where yours is. Like, who would have stolen it? That's just going to be like like a mover. But you? No, I don't think it was the movers. There's, th- no, like too- an, another radio station that probably didn't get the award. Because it's too easy. Like a mover's not going to steal because you'll know after you move, if it's gone, the mover stole it. Yeah. And you used amazing movers, so it would have happened. Hmm. Eddie thinks it was another radio station. Interesting. Or Gary LaVox. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Maybe he didn't get ACM that year. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so he takes yours. That's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, check it out. We're done. Enjoy today's show. Pretty fun one. Bye, everybody. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. I'm pretty pumped. Later this week, Colin Ray is going to come in and play. He's going to do all his songs. I spent this weekend again listening to Colin Ray. And how this came up was I was disturbed that Little Rock was at number five on his Top streaming. And it should be number one or number two. But then the only other one that I now can argue with is love me. That's the only, if you get, yes. That's the only one that I can justify in that same category. That's so good. So he's going to come play this week. We played uh, basketball. We have those little group of people that come every week to play. You either have had to have had a corona test because like my job makes me. Or you have to be working in this room with us every day. Because that means I would have already got it if you had it. 
So Raymundo came over for the first time, and we played this game called Knockout, where everybody gets in a line, and you shoot, and if you miss it, the person behind you makes it, you're out. So Scuba Steve plays all the time. Um, so we're playing, and we play like 20 games. It's the first one to five. We play like 20 games, but I get hit in the face so hard that I busted my nose, and my glasses hurt to put on it. Can you see that cut there? Yeah. I mean, boom, blood is a whole thing. I, was, I, I held through like the champion I am, Mamba mentality. Except I don't really say that. Yeah. But I, so I won the whole day. I won five five games before everybody else. But Caitlin's Caitlin's dad was playing. Um, oh no! You injured yourself in front of the dad. I didn't know you just. I can't help to get hit. Okay. I kept playing. You were bleeding, right? Yeah, but I kept playing, right. and I left the blood so people can know the whole oh, time. Oh yeah, that's what's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I never wiped the blood off either. Yeah. And so, but Raymundo said I should have let. Caitlin's dad, who who I think had four wins, he almost won, or Caitlin win the whole tournament, which I don't think I should have. Go ahead, plead your case. Well, yeah, there's times it's fine to let other people win. It's not like we were in the NBA Finals, and it was just shootout. It's a game kids play at recess. It's always fun. It's always laughs. There's never any real seriousness. So I thought maybe you should have thrown a couple of the games to Caitlin. Y'all were in the championships together. It would have made sense, and it would have been fun and cute. Her mom was also watching, and for you to win the thing, that's cool and stuff, but... Man, sometimes it's it's fine to let other people win. Mm. Not, not for me. Yeah, but I, no, that's not how it works. And, and I think she would have respected me less to let her win. At, like, at the same time, it's all it's all cute. Oh, you, you beat me on that one. That was great. And then mom and dad are there. They're all laughing. I never want her to think when she really does win that I let her. Right. And, and it takes me just once of letting her. And then she'll always question her, herself. And I wasn't going to let her dad win. It's, I'm trying to just, you know. Heck no. Show my dominance. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, what? When y'all went out to dinner and stuff, who paid? So we switched. It's kind of a race to see who can call it first. Do you do that thing where you mm-hmm. just go tell the waiter, hey, give it to me first? Because I don't my... walk around because of COVID. They don't like yeah. people just bebopping around the okay, restaurant. You can't be like, excuse me, tap on the shoulder. Mm, yeah, so um, okay. we he pays, I pay. Kind of all the same. Um, but yeah, we, we had a, it was fun. Did you have fun, Ray? I had a blast. I really wanted to bring my fiance, but she doesn't play sports. So, but yeah, it was a great group environment. Dude, okay. great time. Thanks for the hang. Right in the nose. Yeah. Blood everywhere. People were dodging blood coming from the sky because they hit me so hard. Good thing you're so tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so that happened. Let's. Oh, Raymundo, I got to apologize. When I put up my initial radio day post on maybe Friday, show, uh, Friday, was that National Radio Day? Thursday. Mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday, I don't know. I didn't put Raymundo in the first paragraph because I was just writing everybody's names real quick. And people were like, where's Ray? I put you in quick. Apology accepted. I, my, my bad. I was just trying to tag everybody as, that I possibly could. Got that apology out of the way. Yeah. Uh, let's see anything else. Uh, on the phone right now is... Who's on the phone, Ray? Linda, Linda, Linda in, Chicago. in Chicago. All right. Let's put her on. Linda in Chicago. Good morning. How are you? Hello, Bobby. I am so excited and so nervous to be on the phone, but it is great to talk to you. Well, thank you very much. So you want to shout out your sister, huh? I am shouting out my sister, Debbie, from Vegas, who is in the Air Force, who is a nurse, who is just an overall great, awesome person, and it is her birthday. And I am calling for a shout out for her birthday and tell you that she turned me on to you guys when you guys were in Austin. I live in Chicago. And I've been listening to you since you've been in Austin and Tennessee. And now you're on here in Chicago, so it's great. So people get it. Well, thank <laughs> when you. I talk about you now. Thank you very much. Uh, well, let's give you a nice little gift here. So Tim McGraw gave me some guitars that he signed that I can give away. <gasps> and I'm going to give you one of these. And you can keep it no. yourself. Yeah, give it to yourself. 
Morgan. Oh, Batano plays a guitar. He'll be so excited. There's another shout out to Patrick. (laughs) I mean, would you want to play a guitar, though, signed by Tim McGraw? Because you could rub off the autograph. Oh, okay. I won't let him touch that part. Well, it's up to you. It's your guitar. I'm going to mail it to you. (gasps) Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, we appreciate you uh, coming on and shouting out your sister, and then we're going to send you this guitar. By the way, Tim McGraw has a new album called Here on Earth. Everybody listening right now, you can go stream it or download it. But, um, okay, Linda, well, thank you for calling. Hope everything's good in Chicago, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? Love you guys. Thanks. All right, see you later. Oh, by the way, should I have let them win, yes or no? Amy, her her, and her dad. Oh, no, you need to just keep it real. Yeah. Yeah, be me. You know how on Survivor they pull the names out and they're like, you, you win or you lose. Yeah. Like they, whatever. We're about to do that on this show, but with Eddie, where he's going to tell us the results of his test. He's been a corona positive for how many days, Eddie? Uh, Who's counting, but probably about 46, I would think. Hasn't been to work in over a month. And so if he's positive again today, the question is, do we let him come up anyway? And so we'll vote. Yes, we let Eddie in the studio, even if he's still positive. Or no, we keep him out until he has a negative test. Okay. So Guys, that it's vo- been over 40 days. Come on. Come on. What? Well, okay, Eddie, go ahead. Talk to the, the jury yeah, here real quick. Yeah, plead your case, well, I guess. Well, you know, I mean, they talk about quarantining. Guys, I've technically been quarantining for over 40 days. Uh, guys, there's no way I can give you guys the virus, so please take that in consideration. I would love to get back to work, be with you guys, so just, come on, think about that. And what you hear is Eddie cutting out because he's from his at-home studio, and it kind of stinks. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, okay, we'll do that coming up in the next 30 minutes or so. We'll do the Eddie vote. Okay. Okay. Ray, you can turn him down. His, his connection is terrible. <laughs> All right. Let's do some good news here. It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. At number five this week. Number five. A guy in South America has been driving around at night, dressed as Batman, and making sure that homeless people have enough to eat. He wears a shiny Batman suit complete with a coronavirus-ready sanitary face mask, delivers a few dozen plates of hot food to homeless people, and then boom, out of there, and does not want to be identified. Just like the real Batman. There you go. Number four. An elementary school teacher in Florida installed clear plastic barriers around desks, and teachers knew it might freak the kids out, so they used construction paper to make the front of each desk look like a Jeep. So the kids Cute. feel like, it's kind of like a bed when you get your first bed as a kid and they make it look like a race car or something. Yep. Same thing with the desks. They even have license plates with their names, and it's really cool. Number three. Here's a great story about a frontline worker. A doctor named Russell Adet lives in Baton Rouge, grew up poor, but still managed to get his PhD. Now he's finishing up his MD at the same hospital where he used to work as a security guard. I love that. I saw a picture. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the Matt Damon Ben Affleck movie? Oh, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, that's what that <laughs> reminds me of. No, it's not called How About Them Apples, but yeah, they do say that. <laughs> yeah, Number two. A woman who's been quarantining with her elderly parents posted a great video of them lying in bed, singing about how much they love each other. They're 96 and 92. They've been married for 73 years. That's amazing. Wow. Here's a clip of them singing that'll make you smile. I love Eddie. Yes, I do. I hope Eddie loves me too. I love Eddie. Yes, I do. I hope Eddie loves me too. No. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. What are you laughing about? You're so cute and cute. We're serious. What do you think about that? I can't even handle that. Mm. 
That's adorable. Yeah, here you go. Number one. A single mom in New Jersey named Lisa works as a waitress. So she didn't have a job from March to June. Then just when it came back, her car broke down. So it's been tough for her. But now she's all set after two regulars found out about it, had an extra car, and gave it to her as a tip. Here's Lisa talking about how the car was a blessing. Being a single mother with two kids, you know, and I have my own house, and I'm just paying the bills, trying to get everything right, you know, keep everybody happy. It's a blessing. They they blessed me. I went home and cried. It was shocking because not many people out here do stuff like that. I wonder if on the tip line you draw a car. <laughs> that was the Good News Countdown. So on the phone right now, Amy, is Tim Storm. He has uh, broken the world record for the world's deepest voice. Oh. Yeah. Do you want to hear Here's a clip here. Tim Storm holds the Guinness record hitting the lowest note, a G7 that registered at 0.189 hertz. He has a vocal range of 10 octaves. Holds the world record for hitting the lowest note. His uh, here he is, and he's on with us now. Here he is, Tim Storm, everybody. Hey, Tim, how are you? I'm doing well. Good morning. How are you doing? Holy crap! Are you like nine feet tall? <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> uh, are you are you just a large, large man? Not at all. No, I'm only five ten. No, you're not. On a good day. <laughs> on a good day. Wow. So when did this Kids happen? Did, you didn't like come out of your mom crying like 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 a deep baby were you or did this happen later yeah pretty much it scared everybody in the delivery room um, <laughs> no i i uh I, I didn't really go through that adolescent voice changing phase it was uh always kind of, kind of low uh just progressively got lower the older i get so that's cool thing about bass voices is they typically get lower the older you get so isn't this crazy to hear him talk and this is your real voice you're not doing like a radio voice thing right yeah, no. This is amazing. No. I wish I'd have been born with this voice. I've tried my whole life to have a voice like this. I sound like garbage. If this guy, this guy's Tim Storm. Now, what do you get when you're the world record holder? Anything cool? Uh, you get a certificate. Yeah. <laughs> and you get people blowing you up no, asking I... to talk to the guy with the world's deepest voice. Yeah, right, right. What kind of music do you do? You sing? Do you know? I do mostly Christian acapella music. I've been in acapella music all my life. Um, been in several groups and have toured around the world and done a lot of albums and and um you know so right now i do um just a little bit of everything but mostly mostly christian acapella music do people come up and go voiceover work as well they go hey tim do the star wars line no i am your father they ever ask you to do that I've done that before, but I, my, you know, my wife tells me I'm not very good at that one. So, all right, all right. Let me try to get. Let me give it's you a couple not, here. Can you can you do yeah, yeah. Arby's? We have the meats. <laughs> That's a funny one. Yeah, Arby's. We have the meats. <laughs> and so you sit in a booth and you get to do this awesome voice, and they pay you to voice over lots of stuff, huh? Yeah, yeah. I don't do as much voiceover work as I do. Um, you know, recording vocals for this group or that group. But when you go to sleep like at night, aren't you like, hey, God, it's Tim just checking in. Thanks for giving me this great tool here. I am thankful every single day. Yeah, it's uh, he's given me a gift for that. And, and uh, yeah, I'm definitely thankful. What about helium balloon? Mm-hmm. We suck a helium balloon. Then do you sound like me? Just normal? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Helium is is pretty funny with my voice. 
because it doesn't it doesn't quite sound like a chipmunk. It sounds more like a, a bass chipmunk. Tim Storm is on. He's got the lowest voice in the world, Guinness World Record holder. I wonder, have there been any doctors, ear, nose doctors, that have come to you and said, hey, I need to, like, see what's going on here, not because something's wrong, but so I can just study it? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I was with a group called Rescue uh, back in the early 2000s, and um, we did a concert, and after the concert, this ear, nose, and throat specialist came up to me, and he said, man, I got I to gotta look at your vocal cords which was just not something you hear every day. So after the concert, we're, you know, it's like 10 o'clock at night. We go to his office and he puts an endoscope up my nose and down my throat. And we're looking at my vocal cords on a screen. (laughs) And uh, he's like, holy cow, your vocal cords are twice as long as anybody's I've ever seen. Mm. Um, So he said they're abnormally long. And and actually, when was it? 2012, I was in uh, Paris. And I uh, was doing a project, and there was a ear, nose, and throat specialist there that, uh, as part of the project, uh, we got on video uh, him looking at my vocal cords and the, you know, what my vocal cords actually look like when they're moving back and forth. It was pretty freaky looking. You're like the Michael Phelps of vocal cords, because you know Michael Phelps has, <laughs> you know, his his body is built for swimming and like his his, his lung capacity. Right. You're like the Michael Phelps of, sure. of deep voices. All right, Tim Storm is on. Amy, what would you like to ask him? I'm, I, well, I just Googled you because I needed to see what you looked like. And I thought, oh, all right. do you, all of it's just natural or sometimes, does, have you smoked? No, no, I, I actually have asthma. So I stay away from, from cigarettes and, and I've never smoked. But cigarette smoke really, it latches onto my vocal cords and it's not good for it at all. Oh. Um so I try to stay away from, you know, that and, and caffeine. And so it's all natural. I, I what I can to take care of it, yeah. Well, listen, I this has been wild. To, to, I saw your story in the news. I was so happy to get you on. Congratulations on your, your Guinness World Record. Do you have kids, Tim? I do, I do. I've got two kids. My uh, daughter just turned 16, uh, and my son will be 14 uh, the end of September. Are their voices like yours? My daughter is a natural-born alto. Uh, you know, she she can sing. You know what most uh, tenor men can sing. Um, and my son, he's he's uh, he doesn't quite have it, but he's probably going to be taller than, than me and probably end up having a lower voice than me. So we'll see how that goes. Well, we appreciate the time. You can follow him, Tim Storms Vo, on Twitter. Maybe you want to hire him to just leave, put your voicemail message in. You know, he'll, there you go. Yeah, he'll do it. Well, yeah. Tim, we appreciate you taking the time with us and letting us ask really dumb questions. <laughs> it is my pleasure. I appreciate you all having me on. All right, there he is, Tim Storms, everybody. All right, Tim, see you later. Bobby Bones. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30-second skinny. Dolly Parton shared the first song off her Christmas album, A Holly Dolly Christmas, coming on October 2nd. She dropped her version of Mary Did You Know. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? Darius Rucker likes to relax with meditation. I meditate every day. 
for 10, usually 20 minutes. Sometimes I don't have time, just 10, just to really relax and try to clear your mind and get all the, the negative and all the, that stuff out. Just because for me, those 20 minutes are so relaxing and soothing. I can really clear my mind. And, and then when you're coming out of it, you can think about the rest of your day or whatever you needed to do and do the, probably hopefully do it better or do it right. Justin Moore is more grateful for teachers than ever. I've learned that I need to uh, give a lot more respect to teachers than I already did. And I thought I did a pretty good job of that to begin with. But when we got shut down in March, obviously the kids had to come out of school and I am no teacher. I was a pretty good student, but I'm not a very good teacher, I can promise you. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Before the pandemic, Katrina Rawls Daniels couldn't even sew. But after her mom noticed that a lot of essential workers didn't have masks, she learned to sew, and she's been busy sewing masks ever since. She estimates, she's from Oklahoma, that she's made more than 4,500 masks in the last few months. She sews for about six hours a day. She creates 60 of them, and then she just hangs them up on her porch. And then people can just come out to the porch and take one if they need one. Oh, that's awesome. Isn't that wild? Anyone can take up to four a day, all for free, and then her the, the community is also pitching in to make sure that she can ha- has enough fabric and she's not spending all of her money, even though she's dedicating all of her time. Isn't that great? So cool. Katrina Rawls Daniels. That's an amazing story. Good for you. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Lee County, Mississippi. Andrew's 24 years old, owes some money to his dealer, and he's like, man, I don't have a job. I don't know how I'm going to get my money. He's talking to his friend. He's like, let's fake your kidnapping. Mm. So they do, and they start texting Andrew's parents, hey, your son's been kidnapped. There's a ransom. If you don't give the ransom, every 10 minutes, a body part will be removed. Boy, they went hard immediately, too. Body part? Every 10 minutes? 30 minutes later, they showed a hand with a nail through it. And the parents are like, man, oh, no. So they contacted police. like, that doesn't look like his hand, but we're starting to get nervous. Police <laughs> took over, said, here, the money's going to be at this Western Union. Andrew's the one that showed up to get the money. Uh, oh, the guy who, did he have both his hands on? Had both his hands, and his parents are like, that's our son. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. That stinks. That's funny. I'm Lutzbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Listen to this story. There's a guy in Walmart who is giving customers hugs and then tells them in their ear, now you have COVID, because I do. Okay, that's awful. Springfield police are looking for a guy who gave a Walmart shopper a COVID hug. The police department in Massachusetts said the incident took place at a Walmart on August 15th at night. The suspect, whom the victim had never seen before, took an item out of his hand and then gave a hug. Said this, quote, just giving you a COVID hug. You now have COVID. And then laughs and walks away. That's awful. <laughs> like, I would think that... That's just a dumb joke. It's a bad joke and really bad taste. I wouldn't think it's really someone with COVID doing that, but that's still really scary, huh? Mm-hmm. And you have to go get tested immediately right after that. The victim is a cancer survivor, so uh, immu- even worse. So the immune system's um, vulnerable. The department is asking anyone with information to contact the detective bureau. That's just a bad joke. Mm-hmm. Even if it, this is a bad taste, lock them up. I think we're throwing people in jail a little too, a little too easily these days. I, I was just saying that. I didn't literally mean send them to I'm jail. all good for putting a sign on them and putting them out front. Yeah, win handcuffs. Again. <laughs> Again. Uh, speaking of COVID, we have our very own case here. Yeah. Our uh, video producer, Eddie. Eddie, you've been out of the studio for how many days? Yeah, I think it's 46 days, yes. He's from home right now. And in, in his studio connection is not that great. And Morgan number two is having to do Eddie's job and oh, her own yeah. job. And That part is the worst. 
Morgan, you can either have double the salary, yours and Eddie's, and keep doing both jobs, or we bring Eddie back. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a lot harder. Oh, no. I mean, as much as that sounds wonderful, yeah. this is a lot of work, and I'm ready for some of that burden to be taken off. And also, Eddie's been editing some videos at home, too, right? Yes, he's been helping out, doing, doing what he can from home. So, Eddie hasn't been allowed in because the company said you need a negative test. But Eddie brought us a note from the CDC saying what? Uh, saying that after 10 days of no uh, symptom-free, guys, I can no longer transmit the virus so I can be around people. Okay, so he's had no negative tests yet. Everyone has voted. If, but if one person says no, that they don't want it, <laughs> then he can't come in. It's just one person. Right, Scuba? All yeses. According to, like... Is, According to who? Like HR? Yeah, according to HR and the government. And the government. <laughs> All right, According so to the here's president. what I have here. Okay, go. I have everybody. So a yes means Eddie can come back to the studio. A no means he can't. One vote. Yes. Oh. Woo! All right. Is that you, Morgan, number two? Yeah, it is. <laughs> everybody relax. Don't be sharing who voted what. It kills. One vote. No. Oh. <laughs> Well, that ended quick. Let me roll through the rest of them, though, and see what he would have got. Wow. Wow. Let's see how much. Oh, yes. Oh. Two to one. No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh. 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 They're pretty good. No. Oh. Oh. Yes. Yes. Oh. No. Oh! Eddie, you would have lost even the popular vote. (laughs) That's crazy, man. Okay, so uh, we don't know Eddie's results for his test, though. We'll find out later on the show. But, Eddie, if you're still corona positive, you are not allowed back in the studio. Wow. Yeah, that's real... Real nice, guys. Thank you all. You make me feel really nice. really good over here. Thank well, you. there are Eddie, some. Eddie, I can't that believe that many yes. people voted no, dude. No, stop it. Like that was that. a lot of people who voted no. More than you thought, huh? Yeah. More than I thought, for sure. Yeah, I thought it would just be Lunchbox. <laughs> Whoa, this was anonymous. I voted yes. No, I don't know who you voted uh-huh. for. Well, Eddie, anything you'd like to say? No, I, I just I just now know where everyone stands. I get it. No, you don't know where you. anyone stands. You have Actually, no idea. It's, it's anonymous. You have no idea. Who do you think I, I, who do you think voted to keep you out of the room? Bones, come on. For sure, one hundred percent lunchbox is one of them. Okay. I would I would even say that you, Bones, Amy, and Lunchbox for sure. Because <laughs> I'm in the room. Mike D, he's in the room for sure. A no. So everyone in the glass room probably the only ones that said yes. Because they don't have to be right next to you. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to keep it anonymous or no? I thought that that was the point. Okay, it's anonymous. I mean, if you anonymous have... it is. Okay. I mean, I'll reveal. What'd you put, That's though? okay. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, okay, Eddie. So you're not allowed in if you're still positive. <laughs> Great. Thank you, guys. All right. You guys hit us with a lot of questions. We have an advice segment that we call the mailbag. Let's open it up. Bobby's Mailbag. Hey, Bobby Bones. I'm glad you enjoyed your time in Montana. I'm a new listener in Missoula, Montana. And I listen to 93.3 Eagle Country. I appreciate that. My name is Stacy. I'm a single mom. I'm emailing you today because of my situation with my 10-year-old son. He recently purchased an $80 Power Rangers toy helmet online without me knowing. Now, I didn't know until I saw the Amazon box show up on our doorstep. I thought it was delivered by mistake. And then he confessed that he really wanted it. So he used my phone to order it. Now, I immediately took away his tablet privileges, but also felt this should be a good time to teach him a life lesson. 
I wanted to see if you had any advice on how to teach a 10-year-old the value of money and not doing things without my permission. From Stacy. Amy, I'll go to you first. Do you have two kids, ages? Oh, 13 and 10. Okay, so right in this ballpark. Yeah, and I think what I would do if his already ordered is something that he wanted. I mean, yeah, you can take away the tablet, but I think if you could work out a plan for him to pay that money back to you, and what would that look like? Make a list of chores and put a dollar amount next to each thing, and then he can get X, Y, and Z, or get to enjoy the helmet. Like, he can't use it yet until he Oh, they can't use it as strong. Off. Like, you're not going to return it, but, like, once you've worked off, that's that strong. will help teach the value of money because that's the work he would have had to put forth to buy the helmet with in the beginning. I was with you the whole time, and I was like, great idea, great idea. I wasn't next level with the he doesn't get it until he pays it off. Yeah. Wow. And you can kind of keep it on display. Nice. Oh, and you wear it. You wear it too as the mom around the house. <laughs> and then and he'll just be motivated to do the chores and earn the stickers or the stars or the money or whatever it looks like to finally get the helmet. Eddie, you have four kids. Their ages are? Uh, I'll start from the smallest. One, five, six, and 12. Okay. And your thoughts on this? Okay, I mean, I want to first tell her that, hey, we've all been through that. I believe so. Like, I've dealt with that with uh, clicking on uh, virtual money for video games. They had no problem doing that or buying upgrades on their games. Uh, The way we kind of taught them on this was like, you know, uh, like Amy said, you got to start a little money system going on in the house. Uh, This is how you raise money. This is how you make it. And this is how you spend it. I talked recently about how the problems about spending it, you know, like oh, my kids wanted to buy virtual coins with their money. It's another level of advice, but I just think, you know, teaching them how to work for their money is important. Amy, I love the whole putting the mask on and telling them. Me like, too. Hey, Next level angry parent. Yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next level angry parent coming out I've there. got it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think everybody's on the same page. The, the thing that I would say to make it a little broader is yes. My thought was he has to work to pay it off. Um, But two, I think it gives you the opportunity to set up a forward-facing system, too, for things that he wants if he doesn't have a job. Like, it's not just earn back this helmet, but if you want to earn money, little by little, you know, these are the things you're going to have to do to continue to do it so you can buy things. Because maybe you just haven't had that talk yet. Maybe you haven't had that conversation about money. So I say, yes, everybody's on the same page with us. I say even take it out another step in... It's not a punishment. I'm not going to punish you. Take your tablet back. But here's what we're going to do forward. And this is how you're going to earn money if you want other things. So you did it. We're going to learn from it. You're not in trouble. Don't do it again. You got to earn it back. But then here's what we're going to do also to give you a chance to make more money. Like make it a positive thing. Pretty good one. Nice job. Thank you, parents. And that was Bobby's Mailbag. And if you want to hit us up with any question, all you have to do is send an email to bobbybones at mailbag.com. Did you hear what happened in Lunchbox this weekend? No. Tell her what happened. I was driving down the road, and it's a two-lane road, and there's a big truck in front of me with a bunch of porter potties on the back of it. And we go around a curve towards the right, and all of a sudden the rope snaps off, and a porter potty flies off the truck. And it comes right at my car, and I have to swerve left and dodge the porter potty. And it was one of those like handicapped ones, so it was the big double size. And I mean, boom, right on the ground. And man, so you're okay? I'm okay. Anybody else hit it behind you? No one hit it, luckily, 
But then I'm trying to chase the guy down because he doesn't even know that he's missing a porter potty. He's just driving like nothing. And I'm honk, honk, honk. And I'm out the window going, hey, hey, hey. He's just ignoring me. Finally, two miles down the road, he finally pulls over. And I said, yo, dude, you lost a porter potty. And he goes, Dang it. He's like, again, <laughs> this happens every time. I mean, but it, it was one of those things where you're driving and a thing flies off a truck and it was a, I would have been, I think I'd have been a goner. I saw my life flash before my eyes when I saw that I porta mean, potty come. And probably not because of the porta potty, but because you would have reacted like with a jerk and it could have hit a car or a tree. Yes. And also, not to lose sight of how crazy this is, but the fact that you could keep calling it a porter potty. It distracts us all from the severity of what happened to you. What do you, you. call it? Yeah, what do you call it? It's a porta potty, porta. like a portable. Por- porter potty. No. Porta potty. No. Porta potty. Porta. 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 Like a, yeah. No porter potty. No, it's not a porter. <laughs> it's not a guy named John Porter who invented the potty. It's a porta potty. Oh man. But I mean, I but what if something? Okay. I mean, I'm glad that you're okay. But what are the? It's like total lunchbox style of like, what happened to you? Uh, like a, a if that's how you went. A border body. Everybody's at his funeral. <laughs> Today, lunchbox is killed by a porter potty. <laughs> we say it wrong in his honor. <laughs> uh, there, there was a, a big old bag of something in the middle of the road. I was at a red light downtown, and it was just sitting there in front of a car. And I'm up at the red light, and the car sitting next to me on the left. We're both going the same direction. And it's a huge bag, just a black trash bag. I don't know what it is, but nobody's getting out to move the bag. I'm not. Well, so... What if it's a body? I put my car in park, got out, and I put my hand in front of the other car and said, hey, hold on a minute. And I grabbed the bag, and the light turns green, and they start honking at me to get out of the way. I was in shock. Here I am trying to make sure nobody drives over it. It ended up being like a bunch of soft stuff. It doesn't matter. Oh, good. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I'm getting out, risking my life. The cars on the other side stopped, and then I threw it over on the sidewalk and ran back to my car. Yeah, people are on time for that. They don't. They don't. You're trying to be nice, but, you know, okay. some people aren't into that. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So congratulations to Dwight Yoakam. He's a first-time father. Oh, that's his first kid? Yeah. I saw his post. He's how old? 63. How old's his wife? She's 36. I can't believe that's his first they're kid. Exactly they're exactly their... Their numbers switch. Yeah. 63, 36. How about that? <laughs> Just for this year. Wait, 64, <laughs> no, 37. No, they'll yeah, keep going that way. No, they don't. Oh, just kidding. She gets 37 next. <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I saw the video. It's a picture or a picture on uh, Instagram. He was holding her belly. You know what? Good for them. They're trying to have a baby. Rock and roll. You know, John Party did a Dwight Yoakam song at the Opry this weekend. It was really good. He came out and lived with, I'm a honk tonk, man. It's great. They're both you know, California dudes. So, all right, there you go. Yeah. Good story. What else? Super cool. I guess 63, so he'll be 73 when his kid's 10. Hey, 63 is the new <laughs> 55. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this past weekend on Long Island, so the crazy rich people there, they throw all these awesome parties. I mean, they've been doing like lavish parties for years, but now parties look different because of coronavirus. So they normally have a bouncer to control the guest list who's coming in and out. But now the bouncer wears a lab coat and PPE and administers COVID tests to everybody coming through rapid ones. Do you know how much it costs per test? Hmm. $500. This is a crazy expensive party to get into. But the people that throw these parties, they can easily afford the expense. 
Oh, as so long the as person you, who's throwing it is paying for the COVID tests? Yeah, so you go up to the door, I guess if you're on the list, you get your COVID test, then you sit there and you wait 15, 30 minutes to make sure you're cleared to go inside to the party. If you get the clear, you get to go to the party. It just reminds me of like, you know, like the white parties there or the... Like the Hamptons, oh, stuff we don't do. That's a crazy expense to pay for that. All I can think about is the expense just paying for the COVID test. Oh, I know. And then how are they getting them? Some places are struggling to get them. Oh, this, I don't know. There's a doctor that's on call doing it for the rapid test. Yeah. And she said she's never been busier. A couple things. One, you know, we all have to get COVID tested on my Nat Geo show just to get on set. But that's the day. We, we, we land, like I'll land in Idaho and Boise uh, Friday. And then I have to wait for 12 hours before we get our test back before we can go out on set. Yeah. But dang, I wish they'd pay for these like five-minute tests. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Okay, so I need your thoughts on this. So there's this woman who is getting evicted, which I think that growing up, like there were there times you came home and there was notices on the door. Well, mostly it was just the landlord or the person at the trailer park going, hey, you got to go if you can't pay. It really wasn't that formal with the notice. Oh, did they write it nicely? Or? No, they just told they just told somebody. Okay, well, this woman says she was upset because they came and stuck a note on her door, printed out, and said, guess who's moving, question mark, and then it had a smiley face emoji, and it goes, you. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, There must be some beef between yeah, the landlord and... The tenant, there must be some personal beef there. Well, the tenant is a single mother of two, and she lost her job in March when the restaurant she was working at cut hours, likely due to coronavirus. But anyway, the news station did a story about it, and now she's not being kicked out. I ain't gonna lie, that took me by surprise. I never met a company that actually thought it was funny to put notes like that on the tenant's doors, stating, who guess who's moving today? There was nothing funny about that. You know, yeah. it's a cartoon image of a smiley face, and it goes, Guess who's moving? You! <laughs> Pay your outstanding balance or release your apartment key uh, by 6 p.m. today. Eviction will be promptly happening Tuesday morning. Yeah, I mean, it's just probably not the best way to go about note. it. Yeah. It's very weird, it's weird because note. that's not, that's more like, guess who just won $5? You! Like, that's the, the way they're presenting it. But she didn't win $5. They were evicting her. But anyway, I guess word traveled after the news ran the story, and now she's not going to be evicted. All right. The the manager of the apartment place said that they did this to get the tenants' attention. They yeah, got everybody's attention. Yeah. Tenants, news, people donating. Yeah. yeah. Good for them. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So this guy was supposed to marry the love of his life, and then he got coronavirus. So he got admitted to the hospital in San Antonio to the COVID-19 ward and his condition actually took a turn for the worse. And they realized, okay, he's going to intensive care. He's not going to be able to make this wedding happen. So one of his nurses, Matt Holdridge, shout out, found out about the canceled wedding and came up with the idea to bring the wedding to the hospital to cheer up the struggling During Corona? How do you have a wedding during Corona? Well, I mean, I don't think it ended up being the, the the ceremony they had originally planned, but they were able to get him to say I do from his hospital bed at a socially distanced, like enough space between him and his bride. And the nurses hooked it up and they said it was a pretty magical event. So was the preacher there and everything? Hospital staff and immediate family were looking on, but again, from a safe distance. Wow. I'm surprised they let that happen in a hospital. Yeah. I mean, sweet and all, but man, they enforce some crazy rules. 
Um, that's an awesome story. Nice job. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Um, looking at the schedule for what we're going to talk about in the next 30 minutes or so, uh, the top five smells that, that people the people smell and it just memories and it triggers things inside of them for what I'm going to give you that in a second. Okay. okay. Think about that. Also, there's a viral rap that teachers are doing. I want to play it for you and you can tell me if you think it's cool or not or if it's like, hey, stop doing this. You're embarrassing everybody. So we'll do that. Uh, we've also got to do if Eddie still has coronavirus or not. And then we have a listener with a question about a very classic country song where I've never even thought about how it ends. I mean, I've heard the song, but it's an interesting question. I've heard the song a million times. So all that's coming up. But now let's go over to Amy for her joke. Here we go. The morning corny. What do you tell a vegetable after it graduates from college? What do you tell a vegetable after it graduates from college? Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) That was the morning corny. Corn graduations? Corn graduations. You you wanna laugh, don't you? Mm -mm. Uh, yeah, because you did. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like you had to sell that one to us. Hey, no, I didn't. Raymundo, but... you watched that show Selling Sunset on Netflix? Oh, yeah. Is that where all those women are big-time sellers? Yeah, it's women and then two guys are the owners, I believe, of the business, the real estate group. The premise is? A bunch of rich houses worth millions and millions of dollars in the L.A. area. Okay, and what about this show is controversial now? Uh, a lot of people are saying that some of the girls on the show don't even have their real estate license. <laughs> oh, that it's all fake. Yeah, for the most part. And then you look into it, and producers were involved with The Hills, which is notorious. It was a show that was really, really fake. And But if they don't even have that, then they're not even legally allowed to sell these places. So really, I believe the, it's called the Oppenheimen Group or something. And these guys just have these girls that are good looking, and they go with them, but they're not selling the houses. They're just eye candy, kind of. Do you like the show? It's decent, but when when then when you start to think that it's fake, it's like man. So these that girl is just faking that she sold a three million dollar house, and then online there's listings, and it shows that other people sold these houses Not and them. is portrayed on the show. Mike D, you've watched all the seasons. I watched all the seasons. Yeah. What? <laughs> what are we missing out on? I've I've never even heard of this show, and now Mike's seen them all. Yeah, my girlfriend was super into it, and I like okay, it. Okay, my girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I got yeah. into it too. I okay. won't deny it, but they like go to these crazy expensive houses. But yeah, it seems super fake. It's can you sc- tell by watching it? Yeah, you can tell it's all scripted. Is this the story Chrissy Teigen came out and she was like on Twitter going, listen, I'm in LA real estate a lot. I've never even heard of these people. Yeah, because she was selling her house. And she's like, I've never heard of any of these people. Is the show worth watching? If you like trashy reality TV. Lunchbox, right up oh, your alley, yeah. bro. <laughs> Check I'm it write out. That down. Yeah, we've never, <laughs> we haven't dabbled, but I'm going to start dabbling tonight. These are the top five tempting smells. We can do family feud style. I mean, there are five answers on the board. According to science, these are the five most tempting food scents. When we smell them, we are immediately tempted to indulge and go at it just by smell alone. Okay. Five answers on the board. Go ahead. Cookies, baking. Cookies. Um, Baking. Baking cookies? The smell of cookies. Well, you got two of them there. Chocolate chip cookies and baked goods. That's one and two. Oh. You got two at the same time. I mean, I was going to go pumpkin pie. All right. Next one, Amy. So they're all food, right? Yeah, because it's tempted. Yeah, yeah. that's what else. I mean, but you like gasoline. That's true. Uh, Okay, Uh, pumpkin. No, incorrect. One strike. Bread. Well, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) 
A ghost. <laughs> Sounds like Joey on okay, Friends. Okay, sorry. All right. All right, go. Um, bread. Incorrect. Go ahead. Pizza. Incorrect. Chicken. Fried chicken. Okay, no, you're all wrong. You're all wrong. Okay, okay this is hard. Yeah. Vanilla. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, barbecue. Oh, sorry, I don't do that. Flavored chips. Okay. And a number five, bacon. While oh, it's being cooked. Good one. Those are your top five answers. There you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> Why are you getting so frustrated? You were just with ripping me? out answers. I'm trying to play a game here. Oh, okay. You're going full quantity. Um, okay, thumbs up or thumbs down. Two high school teachers from Georgia have gone viral with their rap video about virtual learning during COVID-19. It's about a minute. We'll see how much we can take of it. Over four million views. They released it to celebrate the first day of virtual classes. Here's the clip. What's poppin'? Miss Evans on the beat, so tapping. You got options, but you better pass my class. No flopping. Gonna log in every day, every morning I'm watching. Yeah, we virtual and you know it's up, so we about to take it up a notch. Yeah. My role is the best, no comparing. We had to top our truth, no daring. CTAE found arts and sports. Man, I want it all to myself, no sharing. COVID-19 had a stress, but it's nothing. We gonna overcome that space, no bluffing. Wear your mask, wash your hands, keep it safe. This is cause I really thought that a pandemic said something. On the south, we do more than rap. Doing all we can just to get you out the trap. Teaching up, lifting, motivating, and engaging our students. Going straight to the top, no cap. What do you think about that? Thumbs I, up, thumbs down. Thumbs up, I love it. I wanted to thumbs down it at first because usually that stuff's corny, but that's not corny at all. No, both teachers, I watched both videos in full, and oh, they're amazing. And I was like, these, these are the these, those are the kind of teachers that are going to maybe cut through to maybe some kids that wouldn't necessarily take the virtual stuff that seriously. And that's a real concern of like we could lose a lot of kids during this pandemic. And also. It just sounds good. Yeah. Like, she's good. It's based on the song What's Poppin' by Jack Harlow. Here's a clip of the real song. What's poppin'? Who you Brand new whip, just hopped in. I got oh, options. I can pass it. It's like stocking. All right, thumbs up, thumbs up. Thumbs up, thumbs up. On the phone right now is Cheyenne in Iowa. Hey, Cheyenne. Hi. How are you? I am good, enjoying some sunshine. Nice. Well, you know, I was uh, talking last week about this murder house in Iowa. What's it called? Again, Cheyenne, you've been the there. The Velisca Murder House. So there's a big sign out front, Amy. Remember you go stay the night there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you stay where the, like a whole family came to stay over and they all got mur- but murdered. But it was years and like 19... 19- yes. Oh, two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheyenne, right? Am I wrong about any of this? It was in 1912 and it was a family that lived there and they and the kids invited two friends over. So it was like... Six people that were murdered in home, two of the neighbor kids, and then the family that lived there. So who killed them? They don't know. Uh, They've got some, like, there's a couple of different suspicions they have um, that it was somebody traveling off of the railroad that killed them. They also think maybe the wife was having an affair and became pregnant by, I believe, the mayor. And so it was like this big, huge scandal that they thought maybe we were trying to cover it up. So then the mayor had someone go and murder everybody? And the neighbor's kids? I mean, geez. Well, the neighbors are <laughs> collateral damage. They're just there. Oh, true. So wait, okay, we're, we're losing our, our train of thought here. Why would you go stay at that house, Cheyenne? My parents are very big into like the ghost hunting and like trying to debunk it. And it was my stepdad's 60th birthday, so he wanted to do something big. And so we went and stayed there, going in with the mindset that we were going to debunk it. It was just 
an attraction in Iowa. It wasn't legit. I feel like there's a butt coming. And? <laughs> it was legit. What? <laughs> Wait, what happened to you? Tell me, tell me what happened, really. So we went in, and one of the big stories is in the attic, and then in the kid's bedroom on the bottom floor is some of the most, like, paranormal activity. Um, they say, like, a ball will circle around, and, like, so we brought in our own ball and everything and we're like we're just gonna see maybe it's a magnet or something and in the attic we actually had the ball move back and forth between where my stepdad and i were standing and it wasn't like a vent that was just on no it was this house doesn't have electricity what so that's the horror for amy it's not even the fact that there's people died he's like no electricity. It's a running water. So, okay, so the ball's going back and forth. Okay, go ahead. Yes, and then we, in the upstairs bedroom where the kids, um, two of the kids were murdered, the closet door is, like, one of the most active. Like, people report it slamming shut and um, can always hear movement and stuff up in there. So we actually brought a recorder and we were asking questions throughout the house and trying to talk to the family and at one point in time I'd asked do you want me to come play with you in the closet and we actually had a ghost hunter that's um, known here in Iowa look at all of our stuff afterwards because I had a picture where I'm standing and in the window there's three kids' faces and then we had a recording where when I asked, do you want me to come play with you in the closet? There's a man's voice like clear as day that says, go ahead. And you went into this wanting to prove it wrong, yet all of this happened to you. Exactly. Like we went in thinking like, okay, we're going to bring our own ball. We're going to check the windows and like make sure it's not like a filter screen or something on it and we didn't find anything and once like our ball moved we're like oh maybe this is real okay well let me suggest a segment first of all how much does it cost to get in is there a waiting list it costs um i believe about like 430 dollars to stay i think well i don't know with covid and everything but <laughs> there was a waiting list um, but I want to say it's only like maybe a couple months long, if even. So if you just like plan ahead. Okay, here's my bit suggestion. We send lunchbox up to stay the night in it. I love it. Oh my god! I Who's going? I'm not going alone though, right? <laughs> like I, I can't stay in that house by myself. <laughs> well, I can't afford to send two people no, from no, the show. It's probably is that the the flat rate for no matter how many people go. Find the yeah, town and the what the flat. drive is from here, guys, if you don't mind. What is it? That's a flat rate. It's not per person. Oh, I'll pay for it. No, no, I don't care about that. I'm just saying I can't afford to send anybody else from the show. Oh, you mean traveling? No, I mean I can't afford somebody, two people not be doing their tasks daily on the show. Oh, okay, I'm with you now. You yeah. guys already have Eddie out. Yes. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Well, and that's, if it's two months, Eddie still might be out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lunchbox, take your funny. wife. It'd be a little romantic getaway. You could drive there in a day. It's a long drive, but you could do it. It's 10 hours. And I know Lunchbox has already had experience with ghosts. I mean, his nine-year-old ghost story. So here's, Mike, see what the waiting list is. I'd like to try if we can get Lunchbox up there in a couple months and book a night there. Oh, my God. And have him come and tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, man, we're 
I mean, this is playing with fate. Fate. You mean fire? <laughs> oh, same difference, yeah. right? No, not really. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Mike, you'll find that out for us. Go ahead, Cheyenne. I was just going to say, if it makes him feel better, it's kind of weird, but it's in the middle of town because the town was already kind of like built and so it's just kind of built around it. So you're like next to the neighbor actually is the one that owns it, but he actually had paranormal activity happen in his house oh. too, so that's not great. Yeah, it makes me feel so much better. <laughs> well, there's a lot of open days here, weekdays. Yeah, we can ship them on a week. I'd rather do it on a weekday. What are you guys? Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll work with Lunchbox off off uh, show and try to figure out a date to get them up there. All right, well, listen, Cheyenne, I really appreciate that call for following up with us. You're a weirdo for going, but I like that about you. <laughs> um, I'm also going to give you something pretty cool here. So Tim McGraw gave me a bunch of signed guitars to give away, so I'm going to give you one of these signed Tim McGraw guitars for calling in. Are you serious? Yeah. Does that sound cool to you? That sounds amazing yeah 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 okay so i'm gonna give it don't forget everybody listening right now tim mcgraw's new album here on earth is available right now to stream or to download but cheyenne you're gonna get a signed tim mcgraw guitar for just uh calling in and talking with us so we appreciate that thank you so much i love you guys too i listen to every day and on the podcast if you couldn't tell (laughs) (laughs) well thank you for for hearing something we're talking about having some knowledge and and going hey i got some more information about that thank you guys so much have a blessed day and just keep coming joy in what you do. Thank you, Cheyenne. See you later. Bye. On the phone right now is Dale, who is stationed in the Navy right now in Norfolk. Dale, what's happening, man? Not much. What's going on? Man, just here doing a radio show. Very thankful for what you're doing every day. I'm very thankful that you know, you're know you on the phone with us. What can I help you with? Yeah, man, I was driving around yesterday morning. Uh-huh. I was listening to Don't Take the Groove by Tim McGraw. It's been one of my favorite country songs uh, all throughout my life. And I was wondering to myself, at the end of the song, if the woman actually passes away during childbirth, or does she survive? Is it a happy ending, a sad ending, or is it supposed to be left up to interpretation? I'm just want to call out Tim McGraw and ask him what he was thinking about when he ended the song. Okay, let's do this. Hey, Ray, play the final verse. We're going to play the whole final verse here of Don't Take the Girl so everybody can hear it. Here you go. Same old boy, same sweet girl. It's hard not to sing along. Five years down the road, there's gonna be a little warning. She says it's time to go. Doctor says a baby's fine, but you'll have to leave. Cause his mama's fading past and Johnny hit his knees and there he prayed Take the very breath you gave me Take the heart from my chest I'll gladly take her place if you'll let me Make this my last request Take me out of this world Please don't take the girl. You know what's crazy? I still get sad hearing that song. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I was probably 12 or so. Dale, how old are you? Yeah, I'm 31. Okay, so I'm a few years older than you, but still, I was a kid, and I remember hearing that, and that was the first song that I ever felt emotion from as a young kid. And maybe I was even younger than that, but I was. I remember just going, oh, boy, this song's sad. Like, 
Indian Outlaw hit me hard, but this song shook me. And so yeah, the, this, this is a song that actually got me into country music. One of the first songs I ever listened to. My mom played on the radio, and it's just after that I was hooked. Okay, well let's see, Amy. What do you think? What do you think happens at the end, in your opinion? Uh, I think she's she's alive and fine. What do you think, Dale? I uh, see my whole life. I thought it was a sad song. I thought the ending was she passed away. And- he went on and he had to raise his family by himself. Dang, you've been in a whole backstory. <laughs> Holy crap, Dale wrote a graphic novel based on the, the aftermath of this song. I think I had a long drive yesterday, so I was just thinking about it the whole time. <laughs> I, you know, I try to use my resources to get the answers. Yeah, Eddie, what do you think? I'm with Dale, man. I think I think she's gone, unfortunately. Wow. Wah, wah. What the video? I remember the video, but I don't think there was an end on the video either. I, yeah, I, I honestly so. just thought when the song ended, everything was cool. Like, oh, right? she, yeah. yeah. Like, she, I, I hope so. Like, I, I never thought it in a positive note until yesterday. I was like, you know what? This could be a happy ending. Well, uh, so does Tim know? I don't know. I'm not texting him right now. Oh, I mean, don't, you don't I'll ask right him. Now, I'll ask him next time he comes in. But I don't think sometimes he's listening. But I don't think he wrote this song. Let's oh. see. The songwriters are Craig Martin and Larry W. Johnson. Okay. Maybe that's who we find and ask them. Sure. <laughs> um, Dale, so we don't have an answer. We're 50-50, but here's what I'm going to give you for your call. Tim gave me a few signed guitars to give out, um, and I'm going to give you one of them. I'm going to send you a signed Tim McGraw guitar. How's that sound? No way. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Uh, his, his new album, Here on Earth, is available right now for everybody listening, but we're going to give Dale a guitar. Dale, appreciate what you do every single day. And hey, Mike, nice. let's make a note. We either get one of these songwriters on and ask them the question. Or the next time we talk to Tim, we ask him the question and dedicate it to Dale. Wow, right. I really appreciate y'all. I really appreciate everything y'all do. Thanks for calling me back. Yeah, hey, Ray, what do you think? You can be the deciding vote in the room. Does she make it or not? I thought it was supposed to be happy. I don't think anything would be that dark. Right, there right? we have it. For now, she lives through the song. <laughs> All right, she lives. All right. She lives. All right, Dale, appreciate you, bud. I appreciate you guys. Take it easy now. All right, there he is. Dun, dun. That's a good question. Hey, you guys can call us anytime. 877 877- 77 Bobby. You can even... Hey, Morgan, let's ask people on Facebook what they think. All right. Sounds good. Although, if I know Facebook, everybody dies. <laughs> everybody. They're going to kill the kids at the No, no, Eddie. Everybody in the song. <laughs> They're, when there's young, the young ones, the... Everybody. Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, everybody. Johnson? Yeah, I, dude. Mo, Joe, Fro. Everybody dies. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right. So, go to our Facebook page and... Um, Mike, what the video show? Just him going on his knees, right? Getting the news from the doctor, but I think that news was just you got to get out of the room and him praying. Yeah, but what the we, baby's fine, but you Johnny, have to. Li- Johnny hit his knees, right? And, th- and he prayed. And there he. And then the verse that didn't get cut was, "Then God heard his prayer, and, and she fine. lived, and now their baby is Tim McGraw." Yeah. that's a twist. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and he has his own kids. Yep, all right, all right, all right, we're idiots. Uh, call us 877-77-BOBBY. It's time for the good news. Tell me something good. Let's go over to Eddie. Eddie? So John Utsi was hiking the Santa Fe National Forest when he heard a man yelling for help. So he looks around, he finally locates the man. He's in bad shape. He can't move, he can't stand. So he gives the guy his food, all his water, and he calls 911 and gives them the exact location of this guy. Well, the, they, they come, the rescue team comes, but they can't find him. They search for eight hours. 
Well, John had already taken off by then because he figured he was going to be taken care of. He sees on the news the next day that the guy still hasn't been found because they called off the search. Whoa. John goes back to the exact location where he thinks he remembers where the guy was. He finds him, calls the 911 again, and waits till they finally come and he finally gets saved. That's nuts. (laughs) He'd been missing for 14 days. Oh, my gosh. These people that go hiking, because I just left Montana, and that's some... It's a lot of wide open. You can get lost out there and no one would ever find you. Totally. It's just hundreds of miles of mountains. Probably thousands of miles of mountains. But do y'all go hiking by yourself? Or just two people and not sure you'd have cell phone service? Yeah. You better love to hike and be happy that that could be your last day hiking. Yeah. Or be, yeah, I or just be totally prepared for whatever scenario, all the survival skills. I would want to know everything if I ever went out there alone like that. Every, I don't think you can know everything. I would want to know everything, so therefore right. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> that's a great story, Eddie. That's what it's all about. Thank you. That was Tell Me Something Good. You know, we voted earlier as a show that if Eddie is still positive for coronavirus, we are not letting him in. We have a secret ballot, and it, I think it was like five to four that Eddie couldn't come in. And so we don't know his results. We're about to get him now. Eddie, you've been corona positive for how many days? Uh, 46 days, Bones. And we've done this a little bit. Five or six times where it's like, Eddie, do you have it? And every time he comes on, he goes, yep. Uh, make your prediction now. Does Eddie still have coronavirus, Amy? Yes. Lunchbox? Yes. Eddie? Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. He just says it. <laughs> Not Eddie. Ray? <laughs> yeah. Uh, according to the stats, he's going to keep testing positive for m- many more weeks. Morgan? Yeah, he still has it. Okay. I. Oh, man. He does sound like he's in a good mood, though. He's not as irritated yeah, at the he's world not, he's today. Not as mad yeah, at the world. So. Also, he could just come. Eddie's the kind of guy who comes to terms. He's overall got a positive attitude, so he's probably like, you know what? Aloha. <laughs> I've got COVID forever. <laughs> I'm cool. Okay. Well, and you guys haven't brought up my trip to Florida yet, so that's usually what irritates me. So that's that's why. I'm <laughs> oh, however, why do you bring let it me up? say somebody posted. <laughs> oh, maybe here was, we go. Some who posted the picture of right. Corona Cove. Ray, po- Ray found a picture of Corona Cove with the Corona uh, logo of the beer. And I said, welcome to Corona Cove. And he's like, Eddie, we found where you got your virus. <laughs> it's very so funny. Well. All right, Eddie, you're up. Do you still have coronavirus? Tell us the story. Well, guys, I took my fifth Corona test. I told you guys that I went to a different place uh, because, you know, I went to the same place four times. It tested positive over and over. So I told you all I tried a new place. I did not try a new place. Oh, you did it. I you lied went to, the- to you. Oh. Well, I- great well, great lie. Good trick. Whoa. <laughs> that lie wasted what? a lot of time, and so did the storytelling. That was I so mean, dumb. <laughs> it's that Corona. Guys, <laughs> guys, I am packing my bags from Corona Coke because my test came back negative. <laughs> oh, yay. Look at this guy. He is negative. Wait. That's amazing and all, but now I'm just curious. Why did you lie about yeah. where you went? Why did we well, care? Be- because I-, I wanted Lunchbox or some of these haters to be like, well, you know what? You went to a different place. You know, that could have skewed the results, but I didn't. Eddie no longer has Corona. Do we have visual confirmation? Eddie, do you have a picture? Lunchbox wants to see. The I'm act- just saying, yes. I-, I mean, he can always lie to Scuba us. Scuba has the letter. Scuba, you have it? I have the letter. I already sent it off to the high ups, and he's been approved to come back. Oh, nice. Tomorrow morning, back in studio, Mr. Corona in person. Wow. Guys, I missed you all so much. The first thing I'm going to do when I get there is give you all a hug. Every single one of you. (laughs) You ain't doing that to me. We don't hug anymore. 
Yeah, we don't hug anymore. That's uh, not really. I know, really. We but don't. I haven't seen you guys in so long, though. Oh, man. Okay, let's not hug. Will you just spit in my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> you got it, Bones. Well, uh, how do you feel, Lunchbox? He's negative, though, now. Man, I don't. I mean, I'm excited for him to be back. Yay, congratulations. I'm still nervous about it. Right. He's going to be the first person I've been that close to that was corona positive for 58,000 days. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a little nervous, but hey, if it's negative, then I got to trust the science. Yeah, me too. Just don't touch me. <laughs> me too. I feel good. Eddie's going to be. He's, yeah, because he's way away from you. But he'd have been fine f- three weeks afterward. Thank you, Bones. So they say I yes. Agree. Yeah. If you're going to believe scientists, he'd yep. have been fine after the three weeks. All right, Eddie, we're looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Should he wear a well, mask like- the whole show just in case? Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, Amy. <laughs> Amy, that's a good point. <laughs> you want to wear a wearer's helmet? What do you <laughs> want from me? Break him in slow? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just saying. <sighs> I think Eddie has been cleared, so Eddie's cleared. <laughs> Guys, what is your problem? And he sits right in the middle of Morgan the <laughs> oh, Lunchbox. Man. We could get those plastic glass things. Like you have that checkout oh, they, store. They have them the in Vegas. Glass. Yeah, like at the blackjack table. We can. <laughs> if you guys bring a plexiglass tomorrow to, to put in your space, I can't say anything about do, that. Do not encourage them. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna look guys, into guys that. I, if anything, I'm one of the safest. I have antibodies. Like I've had the virus already. Well, your antibodies work real slow. Well, they just keep That's it from getting it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. At least for now. Okay. Eddie, we'll see you tomorrow. I mean, Thank you're still you here on the like show. I cannot but... wait to see you guys. Oh. I was trying to hang pictures on a concrete wall, so I took a drill to it, and it stripped out the screw. And I was like, well, crap, how do I hang a... I don't know much about this, but how do I hang a picture on a concrete wall? So I got on my Instagram story, and I was like, hey, if anybody knows how to do this, and some listeners sent me some good tips, but then Jonathan Scott from Property Brothers... Uh, sent me this. Hey, Bobby. Well, you have to consider a few things. How heavy are the items? Those don't look very heavy, so you can definitely do some 3M anchors, but you need to prep the wall by cleaning it with alcohol first in the area where you're going to put the pad. Then you want to make sure that you press the pad for a good 30 seconds to adhere, and then let it dry once it's attached to the wall for another 30 to 60 minutes before you use it. Otherwise, if it's a heavier item, you gotta drill and use a masonry anchor, and then they'll stay up. I usually like to use two 3M pads per picture for gallery wall, because that way they won't tilt and twist. Good luck. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, he I love it. sent that over to me, that was pretty awesome. awesome. And he's the one that does the work. So we know we can trust him. Yeah, Drew, the guy that sells the house, has sent me one to go say, hire somebody. Yeah, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> call my brother. <laughs> no, yeah, so big shout out to Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Scott, property brother, for sending me that message. You can follow me on Instagram if you want, Mr. Bobby Bones. How was your weekend? It was really good. I mean, we were very chill, but good. I know that you had Caitlin's parents in town. They were, yeah. They got here right after the show uh, last week, Friday, and they were here up until late last night. It was great. I mean, it's the first time that they've been to Nashville. I've hung out with them a bunch. I mean, we went on vacation together when we went to, um, you know, Branson. Yeah. We stayed in the same cabin. So it's great. They're they're fun. I never, and I was telling Caitlin this, my association with, we'll just call them in-laws, like your significant other's parents, I've never had a good feeling about it just because from what I've seen and heard all the time, from friends or from TV, because I've never really gotten to know anybody's parents that I've dated. So because it's so great with them, I'm like, is this even real? Like, do people actually really like their significant other's parents mostly? I like mine. A lot? Yeah. A lot. Because I was looking for them to get to them getting here, and I'm like, is this normal? 
Yeah, no, I don't know that it's that normal because even some of my friends, I don't have the same or even some family members that I know of, of their relationships. I don't have the same experience as they do. Like my husband's side, his sister, her family, his parents, like there's no drama and they're very easy. They're awesome. Well, Lunchbox comes in sometimes and is like, my mother-in-law hits on me or my mother-in-law, like a lot of that. I oh. mean, my mother-in-law makes everything very awkward and uncomfortable and she I, she tries to flirt with me and takes- I mean, I, it, it, think it's, she does. Amy, and then she accuses me of doing illegal activities at Thanksgiving. I mean, just weird. Like she, I mean, she, she makes it very uncomfortable. Let's it, put it that way. Is your wife's family a little more highbrow than your family? Highbrow by meaning he doesn't proper. Know what that means. Sure. Yes. Like we, like at my family Thanksgiving, we talk about what you would do for a million dollars. Would you make out with your mom? Would you make out your dad? You don't have those conversations <laughs> with her family. Her family is just like all nice and very Do like. Do they have oh. cloth and napkins? Uh, at Thanksgiving, yeah. Yeah, that's a big indicator of how proper and how cloth and napkins are fancy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. At Thanksgiving? Yeah. One you had to put in the washing machine? Yeah. yeah. I've never seen those before until that. Oh, okay. Have you crossed over? Are you now a cloth and napkin person? Oh, no. For Thanksgiving, for holidays, we have cloth napkins, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that was so fancy. Well, when you grow up not fancy at all, you're like, dang, cloth napkins. That's yeah. crazy. Or two forks. Are you kidding me? Big fork, little fork? Just No, just anybody that has two forks for a meal. Yeah. Like, well, the big forks for the meal and the smaller forks for the salad. And that you would even have a, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Yes. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. That's a lot of that. I'm following. But they were here. Uh, it was great that, and like. What I, do you call them? Well, I don't call her dad anything. Not a name. I just say, hey, because I don't really know. <laughs> so I just, I'm just like, I just make sure I make eye contact and that he knows I'm speaking to him. Oh, okay. Okay. So, but it's also like I hug her mom, but it's all, it's always a little awkward because I don't, I don't shake hands anymore. Like I've eliminated that from doing it period. Well, that'd be weird if you shook hands with them anyways. But I don't hug him. Okay. So at the end, like when they were leaving, I was like, all right. And I just kind of backed away. You guys can go to your car now. <laughs> like, I hugged her mom. And I love her mom and dad. They're both just great. But I don't really know, because we're not to the hugging stage yet. So and it's I'm like not, a side hug? Mm, mm. Always awkward. Okay. And I didn't want to give a dab. It just, there's not the ground for where we are yet. Huh. I think eventually it'll be a hug, but I'm not there yet. I would venture to say eventually you'll get to hugging. I'm, I, hugged, I hugged her mom already. Yeah. Okay. Well, you'll you'll get to where you hugged a dad. Well, I, I took him to the Grand Ole Opry on you'll get Saturday to where you night. Can say his name. <laughs> well, it's like I don't know what do I, I don't know what to call him. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Y'all went to the Opry. I uh, went to the Opry Saturday night, and it's an empty Opry house, but we got cleared for me to bring them in because sometimes artists will bring their management and they'll set at strategic parts of the empty building. So they all got to come in, and it's fantastic. I got to use my job as something cool for once. Right. Did they think that was just— I think so, yeah. Because we, we went to the, 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 the room first where they kind of show you the history of the Opry. It's a yeah. really cool video. And then we I got to tour them backstage, and then they watched John Party, Runaway June, Pam Tillis all play. And there's nobody in the room. It was, yeah, it's pretty cool. Did they get what you do? I, yeah. I don't know if they knew the show before, Caitlin, because I feel like the some radio people, show, they did not know the show. Right. Yes. Like if someone, if my daughter came home and was like, oh, I'm dating Bobby Bones and I didn't know the show. Well, you're like, like, you're Who? 12 or <laughs> you're 13. Yeah. I'd be like, why? <laughs> Who is this guy? What does he do? Yeah. But I mean, so do you feel like they understand and his, her dad like. Maybe not the radio part so much, but that part, I'm just up there. I'm just a talking head on TV. Like mm-hmm. I helped produce that show too. And I, then I'm up and I'm. 
you know, and I, I got I, I took him to meet John Party before he's. I, mean, I guess I took him to meet everybody before, except for Pam Tillis. I don't really know Pam Tillis that well, but we saw her, and I had my mask on, and she had her mask on, and she says, "Hey, are you?" And I was like, "Are you?" And you can't really tell who's who. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was great. She did shake the sugar tree, which I was waiting for. All so around. Damn. Runaway June played with Natalie Stovall for the first time, who is a dear friend of mine. Played in our band for a long time. And John Party just crushed it. It was just, just great. That's awesome. But you can watch the Opry again Saturday night at 8, 7 central on our Facebook page, the whole show. It's a really, really great show. I'm really proud to be a part of it there. But the parents thing was great. It was a, I would give it an A+. Played golf. Um, went to a bunch of food. Took them to the Grand Ole Opry. Just hung out. This is pretty good. Do you? What about downtime with them? I know y'all stayed pretty busy, but is downtime cool or yeah, awkward? Fine. It was good. I mean, I've had a bunch with them. Because I feel like that's when this you know. This wasn't the first experience, though. Like, we, yeah. when we were vacationing together, we were in the cabin together. You just hung out for a, long, a lot. Of, okay, then yeah. that's good. Because I think that's when you really know. That's like the test of a relationship is if you can just be They're a little chill. weirded out that I'm always nude at home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. They'll get used to it. They'll get used to that. Yeah, it's fine. Let's go over to Alan from Augusta, Georgia. Alan, thanks for calling. What's going on? Hey, Bobby. Yeah, I was. Uh, I got a. I got a question for Ray. I know he has to keep uninviting people from his wedding because of COVID nineteen. So I was wondering if maybe he had thought about doing a, a Zoom call so everybody could tune in digitally to see him get married. It's interesting. Ray, would you do that? Funny enough, I was talking with the wedding planner and my fiance this weekend, and uh, they said if I did a thing on social media, if there was enough interest, we generated it, maybe 15,000 retweets, that they would then put it on Zoom so that other people can watch it as well. What do you mean, they? No, you just do it yourself. Who's they? Well, no, no, no. So if there's enough interest and we can get all those retweets, then, not, then we'll do it. Otherwise, we're going to say, screw it, it's not worth all no, the work. No one's going to retweet that. You just do it for your family that want to see it and can't be there. Yeah, they might have a little Facebook Live private link. Okay. Yeah. So you are going to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Ray's just begging for retweets. We talked about it. Uh, what's happening at your wedding? Because uh, Lunchbox said last week he wanted to opt out. Correct. And he also said that it was a little bit awkward with as many groomsmen and bridesmaids as there are at the front of the church and not that many people in the audience. So I think we're going to have a majority of the groomsmen and bridesmaids now sit in the first pew. So you guys won't be standing up there with me, but you'll still be in the suits. We'll still do all the pictures together. It'll be, you know, business as usual. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So if I'm going to pay for a suit, I want to be up there where people, the people can see me. If you're going to be zooming this <laughs> out to people, they need to see the groomsmen up yeah. there. I mean, what's the point of paying for the suit if I don't get to stand up there? And... There was a death related to that, a uh, link to that main wedding, the one where I wanted to opt out. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, but you just argued both ways there. You're like, I want to opt out. Then you're like, I want to stand up there. But if I'm going to be so in confused it, right I want to be unsafe next to people, but also I want the I opportunity. <laughs> oh, okay. Are you, are you solidifying that decision? You're, yeah. We're not standing up anymore. The best man in the maid of honor will be standing up there, pastor, and then the two people getting married. Well, then let them wear the suits. Yeah, yeah so we're not even groomsmen anymore. Yeah. We're just attendees of the wedding. When, oh. when we look oh. back on it, we're going to want everybody to be in suits and stuff for the groomsmen picks, honestly. It's going to be something you'll kick yourself so y'all in 20 will be years. socially distanced for the pictures? Oh, uh, or wearing masks, whatever we got to do. And we've all been tested, though, so we've been kind of quarantined together. So we can Have still you been do- tested? That's in October. 
We'll get tested again then. Okay. I'm <laughs> just saying, y'all could, if y'all are standing next to each other for a picture, you should be able to stand up there for the wedding. But right? they're saying how it looks. You don't want more people standing up than sitting in the audience because there's only 30 people there. Gotcha. All right. It's an well, hey, I've, I've spent too much time on this already. I'm about to go crazy. Um, <laughs> Alan in Augusta, Georgia. Hey, Alan, I appreciate you calling. I got something for you here. I got you a nice little prize. Uh, Tim McGraw gave oh, us some uh, autographed guitars to give out, so I'm going to give you one of these signed Tim McGraw guitars. How does that feel? That sounds amazing. Thank you. Yeah, you like wow. Tim McGraw? I love Tim McGraw. I love country music. He's one of my favorites. Nice. His new album, Here on Earth, is available now, and we're going to send you one of these guitars, so I appreciate you listening, and thanks for the question. Hold on. Hold on a second, okay? All right. Thank you so much. Bro. All right. Let's go to Nikki from Buffalo, who's on the phone right now. Nikki and Buffalo, how Hi, are Abby. how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. Now, I was mentioning on the air that I can't listen to a podcast and run because I just hear people talking and it slows me down. However, you're the opposite, right? Exact opposite. <laughs> I save your guys' podcast throughout the week um, to the days that I know I'm going to be running, and then I put them on one and a half speed just to get through them a little quicker. But I probably listen to two or three. Um, when I'm running and I'm up to seven miles now and I'm telling you listening to your guys podcast makes time go by so much faster than listening to music do you think we should do the show in real time at one and a half speed because we can we could probably do it a lot faster and get a lot more content in and we can just get through <laughs> I mean is that good should we work on getting faster if people want to no. consume oh huh. no I listen to you guys in the car for my job and I listen to it on regular speed then and I've actually found that like because I listen to it on one and a half speed sometimes, I talk so quickly, and my husband's <laughs> like, you got to stop listening to podcasts like that because you talk fast now. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, mine's when I listen on a faster speed, and then I hear whoever I'm listening to talk normal, and I have no idea what they sound like because I listen to them talking like this. Like if I'm listening to an audiobook or a podcast of someone I don't know well when I hear them talk normal. Right now you're talking so fast, Amy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, so what are we now saying? Like I don't know who they are. I don't recognize their voice at all. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, Nikki, you're, when are you going to run this marathon, half marathon? Um, I signed up to actually do it through um, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, so I'm raising funds as well. Um, and so I have to hit my goal for the funds raise. And it, the half marathon is supposed to be in Disney in January. Um, I'm still going to run it in January, regardless of what happens. But yeah, so my, my goal is to run it the first week of January in 2021. How much are you trying to raise to hit your goal? I'm trying to raise $2,100. And what, do you have a link? Because we, we can put it up. Oh my God. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, yeah, I do actually. Is there anything we can remember or we just need to get it from you? I think I would have to get it for you guys just because okay. there's a few different ways you can post it, but that would be so great if you guys could. All right, and I'll put 100 bucks on it too, okay? Oh, thank you so much, Bobby. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, and also, since I have her here, I'm going to give you an autographed Tim McGraw guitar that he signed. Oh, my God. And so, Are you kidding? Yeah, it's like she just walked into the Oprah. You get a car, you get a <laughs> But yeah, so I'm going to get your link. I'm going to put some money on it. Uh, I'm going to force Amy to as well. How much do you want to throw on it, Amy? I'll match you. hundred. There's another hundred bucks from Amy there. Oh my god! And he's not. He, did, so much. he didn't have to force me. <laughs> but thanks. No, I know you guys are the sweetest. I'm. I'm running in honor of my. Um, of you guys are going to make me cry. I'm running in honor of my little cousin who was diagnosed with um, leukemia. He's five, and then my dad who was also just diagnosed with thyroid cancer. So I'm running in honor of both of them. But you guys are so sweet. You have no idea how much this means to me. I just doubled mine. I'm oh now at 200. <laughs> I know we do. Amy and I are both now at 200 apiece. Oh my God. Uh, we Thank go to, you guys so much. Eddie may throw you five bucks. Hold on. Eddie? <laughs> 
Oh, is my mic working? <laughs> I'll throw in 50 bucks. Okay. So, so far, the, let's check the tote board. We're at $450. Lunchbox? Good grief. You guys put a lot of pressure on people. Let me see here. Let me pull out the wallet here. Well, you don't give her the cash in your wallet. You'll have to, like, click a link. <laughs> Look at that. I got $30, $42 in my wallet. I figure I can scrounge up eight more dollars somewhere. Eddie Lombard, eight bucks. I, I, so I guess oh I'm in for 50. Okay. We're at, lunch. We're at 500 now. I won't pressure anybody else. But if uh, speak now, forever hold your peace. All right. Um, th- okay. We got all this for you. Thank you. Hold on. We'll get your link and we'll make Thank sure you, you get this so signed much, guitar. Guys. All right. Thank you. And, well, I just thought too, while you're training, leave leave your address with the link because we'll mail her some Pimp and Joy stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are just the best. I can't tell you guys how much I love you and appreciate you. And thank you guys so much. You're welcome. And we will talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Uh, let me mention again, Tim McGraw has that album here on Earth. I wanted to play a few clips from it real quick. Um, here is song number one that you may know. Oh, let's do the song called Cheryl Crow. Here, here's the song called Cheryl Crow. You're like the first time I heard Cheryl Crow on the radio. Here's a song you may know, I Call Mama. So I stopped off at a Texaco, bought a Slim Jim and the Coke. And here's a Chevy Spaceship. Check out that album from Tim McGraw. Uh, all right. Well, you guys can call us anytime. 877-77-BOBBY. So Justin Moore has the number one song this week with his song, Why We Drink. This is his ninth number one. If you didn't know, he's from Poe in Arkansas. I'm from Arkansas. Our schools used to actually play each other in baseball yep. and, and basketball. They didn't have a football team. Oddly, we had I graduated with the 40 kids. And Poland was even smaller than that, so they didn't have a football team. We barely did. But I thought it'd be cool today. Here we have the top five best-selling artists from Arkansas. They all were born in Arkansas. It's time for music school. Bobby and Eddie's music school is now in session. Up in the morning and out to school. All right, Amy. Uh, Justin Moore did not make the top five. He sold three million records, so he's not in the top five. Who do you think's in the t- Arkansas? Think about this. Who can you name... Musically from Arkansas. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash is at number one from Kingsland, Arkansas. 90 million records. Can you name any more? You may not be able to get it. You'll know them all, but you may not know they're from Arkansas. Bobby Bones and the Raging Idiots. Mm-mm, we were doing like that. <laughs> Bill Clinton on saxophone. Yeah, no, no okay, I'm out. Number two, Glenn Campbell. Like a rhinestone cowboy. From Billstown, Arkansas, sold 50 million records. At number three, Al Green from Forest City, Arkansas. Let's stay together. At number four, Neo from Camden, Arkansas. And at number five, and he'll be a guest later this week, Colin Ray from DeQueen. 7 million. Go. Eddie and I did not make the top five or six. <laughs> We're trying though. We have time. We got time to work on it. Okay. That's it. We're done with the show. Uh, Amy, what's going on today with you? Just normal. I'll do some work here and then pick the kids up from school. Days go by super fast and then we do homework and then eat dinner nope, and go to bed. You do practice at home. 
Oh, shoot. I got to really practice that. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I got a promo meeting for the Bacon Bobby Bone Show, which is pretty cool. Going to see how they plan to promote it. Okay. I'll post. I'll tell them. Let I'll be them like, know. guys, you're good. Don't worry. There's any money. Amy's going to post <laughs> yeah, about I'll it. I'll put it on good. Instagram. It's fine. Uh, thank you, guys. Instagram me up, at Mr. Bobby Bone. See you guys. Have a good day. Bobby Bone. You can find us on Facebook, too, Yo. at Bobby Bone Show. <laughs>